Welcome everyone. This is Sasha Sasha Talks on Moving Mountains. Today we welcome an author, speaker, and businessman who shares a fresh perspective on how spirituality and practicality can coexist. He's authored three books: Conscious Capitalism, Conscious Globalism, and his latest. book Know Your Soul Bring Joy to Your Life. David Schwerin, PhD, is the founder and former president of DJ Investment Advisors Inc. He served on several boards while sharing his presence on various media outlets such as radio, TV, magazines, subject matter groups and more. It's time to learn how Dr. David was inspired to bring his wisdom to China as he continues his passionate work spreading the message of authenticity and joy. Welcome Dr. David to Moving Mountains. Hi. Pleasure to be here. In your latest book, Know Your Soul, you touch upon the higher self. For the sake of simplicity for the audiences, is there a way to distinguish between the higher self and the soul? That's that's a wonderful question, and the answer, as uh, I've, I've learned, um, is that there is no distinction. They are certain paths. Some spiritual paths use one, uh, and then. Uh, Other paths use the other, and they're so they're interchangeable. While growing up, and because your work focuses for at least for the last three decades on integrating spirituality into other aspects of life, including business, what were you taught about the soul and or spirit while growing up? Not much.、Um, I don't think it was really discussed、uh, to any degree.、Um, although I did have a religious background.、Uh, I didn't really. It didn't attract me tremendously when I was growing up, and、um, so I didn't. I didn't spend a lot of time thinking about it. It wasn't taught much. As a spiritualist, what piqued my interest about your work was you referenced your guide Hermes. When did Hermes appear in your path? Did you go seeking your guide, or did your guide appear during your spiritual development journey? I was introduced to Hermes、um, uh, about. 22 years ago, no, maybe more than 22 years ago, maybe 25 years ago.、Um, he helped me write my first book, and that's、um, then when I learned that he was、uh, my guide. And uh, uh, I've been working at channeling and developing my channeling skills with him、uh, ever since. Your first book happened to be. It came out back in 1998, and because it was also inspired and dictated through spirit, how has channeling improved the relationship with yourself?、Hmm. Uh, well, certainly to, to understand that、um, there's a lot more going on than what I think、uh, internally and, and what I、uh, what I believe that, that we're just. We're spiritual beings having a physical experience, and、um, and we have to find the right balance between those two. And we often don't.、Uh, we tend towards the material and physical,、uh, whereas <clears throat> the eternal, the spiritual, is what is、um, really what's important 
to focus on, but uh, it takes a while to, to satisfy your material needs and desires. As you were going through these spiritual shifts, are there any behaviors or lifestyle choices that you have distanced yourself from? Like, for example, oh, okay. some people may be a workaholic, and then they put family uh-huh. number 10 on their list. And as they mm-hmm. continue growing as individuals, they reprioritize what matters to them. Okay. Uh, yeah, sure. There, there have been quite a few things that I've changed, and uh, my beliefs of have changed significantly about about life and about uh, who I am and, and what's important. Um, I was uh, very work-oriented uh, early in my career and uh, initially found it enjoyable and then later uh, not so. And uh, uh, that's when I sold my business and, and actually started to be more focused on the spiritual side and on writing. Um, so there's been many shifts of family situations uh, require some shifts and uh, relationships uh, certainly require changes. So there's been uh, many, many changes over, over the last couple of decades. Were there any fears or reservations that you had as you were going through these spiritual changes in your life? Well, I had I had fears for sure when uh, I, I was guided to sell my business, and I had no idea what would follow uh, after the business was sold, what I was supposed to be doing or uh, direction uh, taking. So, you know, I had a had a trust uh, that uh, things would go well, and, and I had to adjust my financial situation accordingly. Um, so, so there were clearly fears uh, early on when I made the, the shift. And, and then when I was guided to write my first book, I had a lot of qualms about um, could I write something and what, what should I write and would anybody read it. And uh, as it turns out, uh, it was uh, widely accepted uh, in certain areas of the, of the world, certainly. And uh, so... Uh, but the short answer is yes, there have been many fears that I've had to overcome. In your two prior books, Conscious Capitalism and Conscious Globalism, how did China come into the picture? Was it after you finished writing the books, or did Hermes guide you that this material will eventually be applied in China? China came as a result of writing my first book. I was... Uh, uh, it was read by by a Chinese scholar in California, and uh, he wanted to get the book published in China, and he succeeded. And um, and I had the opportunity then to to come go to China, uh, my first of nine trips, and um, uh, so uh, I was introduced to China because the book was published there and because. It got a lot of publicity there and was widely accepted, and I was asked to come back many times. And so that's how that all played out. Is there a difference between the spiritual, the perception of spirituality in the United States and in China? How does the Chinese culture integrate spirituality, or are they more in touch with it compared to our work culture here? Yeah, well, well, they have a, a long tradition of uh, spiritual teachings. Um, 
which are downplayed by the current government and and, and as a result, the society to, to a large degree, although there are still pockets of uh, uh, of interest. And when I say pockets, because China is so large and has so many people, that can be a significant number of people that that, that have uh, interest in this. Um, but what, what I found out, somewhat to my surprise, was that um, uh, there were there are people there who are very much into metaphysics and very much into spiritual teachings of various sorts, um, and and that's uh, what actually encouraged me to uh, to try and bring a, a spiritual tradition that uh, I've been following called Pathwork to China uh, after my second or third visit there. And uh, although it took some time and, and was not easy to navigate in China because of the uh, governmental influence, um, I, I was able to find people who uh, were very interested in what I had to uh, offer them and uh, the teachings that I brought. And uh, so we're in the process of, uh, of widening the, the sphere of influence of, of this pathwork and, uh, and and other traditions. So uh, it, it's a journey, and it's one that started, uh, I really didn't know where to go, how to start, and um, was sort of led, to be honest with you, I was led step by step as to how to, how to navigate and find the people who would be interested. When you started writing your first book, was there, what was the primary question that you were trying to answer through writing that book? Well, the, the purpose of the book was to show how ancient wisdom can be applied to uh, today's business scene and uh, help business succeed if they apply these principles. Um, so that was the focus, really, and I've gone, went through a number of principles that, uh, from ancient wisdom and showed how they were applicable to today's business world. Are there any initiatives that you believe that businesses in the United States should consider? There are many organizations in the past 20 years that have become more socially responsible for different reasons and having different incentives. But is there something that we as an organization in the United States could do better? Well, uh, of course, the basic thrust is of social responsible business or, or corporate social responsibility or whatever you want to call it is that uh, all parties to the, to the uh, organization uh, and, and uh, organizations that are allied with it should be uh, considered and, and given equal weight in making decisions. Um, so uh, the basic principles uh, are that uh, we're all in this together and um, we have to treat each other uh, with uh, respect and uh, uh, share uh, the, the resources that we have and um, and cooperate. And those are pretty simple and basic ideas, but uh, they're unfortunately not widely applied uh, in many businesses. Um, so to the extent that you can, can do that and, and realize that we're, you know, that we're all one, we're all in this together, 
and we have to share and we have to um, cooperate. And that's really the nub of it. In your work, you touch upon the concept of trust. How have you been able to build a better relationship with trust in your own life? Well, uh, it goes back to my journey, really. Um, I had to trust. I had to trust initially when I was uh, guided to sell my business that there would be something for me to do afterwards. I had to trust when I was guided to write my first book that it would have, you know, there would be some people who would want to read it. I had to trust when I was invited to China that I could, um, uh, could communicate with the Chinese in a way that they would find uh, worthwhile. Uh, I had to trust when uh, I started taking uh, the spiritual aspects uh, uh, that I wanted to offer to China, uh, that I could find a, a way of getting that material out in a society that does not uh, easily accept that. Uh, and in each case, um, when I did trust, uh, I was able to find uh, some, some reasonable degree of success. Um, so uh, I learned over time, that, you know, through observation, that uh, I wasn't in this alone. In fact, I was, you know, probably a, a small player in this, and I was getting a lot of guidance and a lot of help and introductions and connections. And, um, and that all led to an increase in my trust. When making decisions, if your mind gives you one message and your heart dictates that you should do another thing, is, do you pick one over the other, or do you allow Hermes to make that decision? Well, Hermes may inspire the decision, but I, I'm not necessarily aware of that. Uh, uh, you know, I, 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 I do have a strong left left brain orientation and um, I try and balance it uh, to the degree that I can with the uh, right brain and uh, in fact my guide has given me some exercises to help improve that balance um, so uh, you know I, I, I certainly was left brain oriented to begin with uh, strongly and, and have moved more towards balance over the years through your self-development journey, spiritual journey, most people have to surrender and have that trust. What is the greatest thing that you've surrendered to in your life? Well, uh, almost everything that I mentioned I had to surrender to. But right, right now, uh, surrender is, is a major, major uh, focus of my life uh, and learning the lessons of surrender and of being taught it in various different ways. Um, not all pleasant. In other words, if I don't get it, then uh, I get the lesson a little bit harder. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll give you a quick example. Uh, uh, I was, and this will sound a little bit strange, I suppose, but uh, I was playing a, a game called pickleball, which is sort of like tennis, but on a smaller court. And to make a long story short, I, I went back to hit a ball and I crashed into a concrete wall behind behind me and I broke my wrist, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, and it was all about learning to surrender to whatever is happening in your life. Um, there were lessons to be learned, uh, which I won't go into in great detail, but um, I, I was given specific guidance that there were 
a number of lessons that I had to learn. And, and, and your soul, and in this case, my soul and my body uh, coordinated uh, this accident, this quote-unquote accident, um, for, to, to help me learn uh, to surrender and accept whatever is happening as uh, having an important lesson for me and uh, encouraging me to just uh, follow my guidance. And there have been, there've been many other examples of that sort of thing. Uh, uh, and again, I won't go into details about it. But, uh, I, I do talk in my book, and, and Know Your Soul Brings Joy to Your Life. Um, I talk about uh, the importance of uh, surrendering to your task. We all have a task that we come in with. And... Um, uh, it's not always, we don't get a roadmap, so it's not always easy to know what our task is, but you certainly can know it's, you're not on task if, you, if your life is not fulfilling. Um, but if you follow your task uh, and surrender to it, there are a number of benefits that you get. Uh, and I talk about one in my book, because it's somewhat traumatic, is that uh, I was given the opportunity to a reincarnation in the same body as a result of following my task. So, so there are there are reasons to uh, uh, very good reasons to surrender and, and and follow what guidance you receive. Well, surrendering allows us to connect to our higher self. Now, can a person with control issues be able to connect to their higher self if they resist the flow of life? It's much harder for sure. Um, I'm not sure it's impossible, but uh, if you if you surrender uh, to the flow of life and accept whatever is in front of you, see every in my experience, every experience that we have has a has a purpose, and it sometimes uh, doesn't appear that way, and it doesn't appear very uh, inviting. But if we if we just surrender to it. Um, we'll find that uh, uh, things go much smoother and uh, much more enjoyable. Dr. David, you appear to be very highly spiritually evolved. Are other members of your family following suit? Have you inspired anyone in your inner circle to take on their higher calling? Well, there are some, sure. Um, uh, to, you know, to their, everyone... It varies with everybody as to how much focus they put on this. But we're all, as you well know, we're all spiritual beings having a physical experience. And um, society gears us or, or, or moves us more in the direction of the material instead of the spiritual. So it takes some time and effort and uh, uh, experience to... Um, shift your focus from the material to the spiritual. And so there are friends and, and family members who are in that journey uh, in various degrees. When writing your latest book, were there any challenging topics that you had to navigate through from well, personal experience? Yeah, this, this would be the book, Know Your Soul, Bring Joy to Your Life. That is my latest book. And um, a lot of the material, 
I co-authored the book with a woman by the name of Diana Minns Chen, and um, we were asked to write the book by Archangel Michael. And um, so uh, the, the a lot of the material in there comes from, from Archangel Michael and trying to fully understand it and then explain it in a way that was clear um, was, was a challenge. There are concepts in there that we're not, well, most people are not familiar with um, or accepting of. And um, so trying to explain it in a way that encouraged uh, um, people to look at this, and if they didn't believe it, to look at it and, and, uh, and, and, and give it good consideration it was, was a challenge. For those that are interested in taking steps to embrace their spirituality, do you have any recommendations for audience members? What are maybe one or two simple things that they could do starting today that could help them reach and connect with their higher self? Well, certainly meditation would be one. Um, uh, and, and uh, you know, meditation practice takes discipline. Um, and then I guess the second one would be to find a mentor, someone who may be a little bit further advanced on the path and who could uh, look, look at your situation objectively and help you to see where your, um, where your negative patterns might be, your negativity. Uh, and we all you know, shy away from that work because no one likes to see unflattering traits, but we all have them. And uh, to the extent that we get to know ourselves, which again, I go in detail in the book, uh, the Know Your Soul book, um, uh, to the extent that you become aware of your negativities and can work to gradually change them, um, your life becomes better and, and eventually the whole world becomes better as, we, as, as more and more people do that work. And also through spirituality, we become of service, not only to those close to us, but in the world. As a subject matter expert that's sought out, not only for spirituality, but business insight, do you believe in past lives? Uh, I, I do. I've been, I've been having uh, connections with, uh, with spirit for over 22 years on a regular basis and in those times when I do that I often get uh, information about my past lives and that's only given to me if it would help me in this life uh, to see why certain problems occur or challenges occur and um, where I have to um, work to that sort of thing. So I do, I do believe in it, and it's been very helpful to me to, to, to know about past lives because uh, that solves a lot of problems. You see cause and effect much more clearly. On your platform, Conscious Thinking, you share a lot of information through your previous writings, through speaking engagements. When you pen articles for major outlets, 
Are there any questions that people write to you with that you find to be very intriguing, but they're a bit challenging to answer? Because it's not coming from a textbook. The answers and the insights are coming from you. So are there any thought-provoking questions that have come your way during the present current events because of COVID? Because this has been quite a colorful year. Yes. Well, there are, there's a lot of confusion about what's going on, and uh, very understandably. Um, and and I, I like to explain it in where, at least simple terms. Uh, if you take a 30,000-foot look at what's going on, you'll see that a lot of what we're doing as human beings is out of balance. The world is, tends always towards balance. But now we have um, many imbalances, whether it's social or environmental uh, or uh, business or finance. Um, and <clears throat> we have to bring these things back into balance. And, and we haven't paid attention to that because it takes some work to make these changes. So um, uh, if we don't, make the changes we need to make, climate change being one example, um, then the balance gets even greater, or the imbalance gets even greater, and a crisis ensues. And that's what we're having with this pandemic. We're having a crisis to wake us up, alert us to the fact that uh, the world's not working as well as it should be, and um, things are out of balance, and, and we, have to, we have to change in that it's, it's hard to get people to change. They like the status quo. They like to stay the way, way things are. But because everything is always moving and changing, um, that's not possible. We have to, we have to um, rebalance the situation. So I, 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 try, I try and explain what's going on in those broad terms. Um, and, and the bottom line is we all have to look at our own stuff. Um, I mentioned before negativities that we all have and we have to look at those and we have to um, and there's no have to really I shouldn't say have to to the extent that we look at them and make changes and, and changes are not easy but to the extent that we're able to uh, our life will flow much more easily and, and things will get back into balance uh, our environmental systems our educational systems our healthcare systems are all out of balance. Our inequality between the rich and the poor, the inequality or the imbalance between uh, the rich, between uh, well, the rich and the poor is what I said. So, I mean, that's a major, uh, a major imbalance. The imbalance between materialism versus uh, spiritual uh, endeavors. Uh, all these things are out of balance and need to be looked at and changes made. If we don't make them, the crisis gets worse. If we, if we are willing to have the courage to look at them and, and uh, try and rectify them, uh, then we'll move back to a balance and the crisis won't be necessary. And, and, and because I mentioned the, the climate change is a, is a major one that uh, is coming up. It's already here, but it's getting worse. And uh, if we don't, make the efforts, and, and, and it requires some sacrifice. We've, we've, we've gone for a long time ignoring these problems, and so there's going to be, have to be some sacrifice, but the alternative is, is, is much worse. So um, 
that's what I try and help people to understand uh, about the current uh, uh, pandemic. Thank you for touching upon change. I was going to bring that up, especially for those that are seasoned and elderly who may not be looking forward to any more changes in their life. How can people become a, a little bit less fearless that could help them just embrace the present moment and move forward? Well, the truth of the matter is uh, change happens. We can either resist it or we can surrender to it. Um, if we resist it, uh, things get worse or more extreme. And so while we may not like to change, we also don't want to have things get so bad that we have a crisis. Um, so it's, it's uh, just incite, uh, enlightened self-interest that we uh, are willing to look at what's going on. If, if we look around, there aren't many people that are objective and honest who would say that they really like the way things are happening right now. As I mentioned, the educational system is out of whack. Uh, healthcare system is out of whack. Uh, our financial system, there's, there's a tremendous amount of debt that we all uh, have incurred in order to uh, get more things um, environments out of whack. There are just so many things that are out of balance that need to be addressed and brought back into balance. And um, ignoring them or assuming that uh, they'll go away is not the answer. It just gets worse. So, uh, it, it takes some courage. There might be some temporary sacrifices that are needed. But to ignore it and, and wait until it gets worse is not the answer. Are there any changes that you've made in your life this year, or was this transition into this normal, it came naturally to you because you've already gone through some significant shifts in your spiritual relationship? Um, let's see. Uh, I think it comes immediately to mind, but there certainly have been changes. Uh, obviously, staying at home all the time and not having a chance to get out very often is, is a big change. And... Um, uh, and just just looking at uh, where where things have to go in order to bring us back not to normal. I mean, a lot of people are looking for to get back to quote unquote normal. That's not going to happen. You don't want to get back to normal because normal is not uh, sustainable. Uh, our our uh, the environment's not sustainable. Uh, none, none of these things I mentioned before, uh, the healthcare system, education system, you can't continue them at the way they are, so we have to change. And um, uh, I, I put a fair amount of emphasis on the environment. That's one of the areas that I'm interested in, and I help particularly in China, getting them to focus on the environment. So um, there are many areas where we have to uh, change our priorities and values and and, and, uh, and in some cases make short-term sacrifice for the long-term good. Are there any new questions about life that you're trying to answer in your future writings? Well, I, I, I'm very interested in cosmology and, and understanding the big picture. And little by little, um, I have, I've been, had some wonderful mentors who have helped me uh, I don't know what I don't know, so uh, I know there's more to know. 
but um, I can't give you a specific uh, right right now. Um, I, you know, my connection to spirit is is growing, but uh, I would certainly like it to be even stronger. I guess that's the best place I can answer it. And as we embrace the upcoming new year, are there any exciting projects that you're working on? Um, well, I, of course, the soul book, Know Your Soul, Bring Joy to Your Life, is, is, a, is a big part right now. I've been given the task of, of getting it out to the public because it's important information. It will help people understand themselves and, and understand uh, who they are and why they're here. And um, so that's, that's a, a major focus of my life right now. And uh, uh, hopefully some of your audience will be intrigued and, and want to read it because uh, I think they'll find a lot of very valuable information there. And if you had to use one word to sum up this year, what would be that one word coming from you, Dr. David? The one word about 2020? Yes challenging. <laughs> Thank you for sharing your thoughts. You're welcome to let audiences know where they can reach you directly and support your work. Well, through my website, uh, www.consciousthinking.com has, has a lot of my writings and, and, and uh, other material. And um, if anyone has uh, wants to connect with me, there's a place there that uh, they can send an email and, and I'll be happy to respond. Thank you, Dr. David, for joining us on Moving Mountains, and we look forward to learning more about your future works coming out. Thank you. Thank you.